Griffith to the power of Griffith. Through consistent credit card use, and in turn consistent credit card payment, I recently acquired a free round-trip flight anywhere in the United States courtesy of JetBlue. JetBlue treating passengers like cattle way before everyone else did. In order to fully reap the benefits of my good job spending money you don't have bonus, I needed to fly as far as I possibly could. With San Francisco ruled out and JetBlue still not offering direct flights to Forks, Washington, I'll get you yet, Cullen family, I decided to visit Los Angeles again. The first time I visited Los Angeles, it was part of a cross-country road trip. That visit consisted mostly of me and my friend arriving in L.A. and then immediately turning around and driving an hour and a half east to Cabazon, California. Cabazon is home to the famous Cabazon dinosaur sculptures. Well, famous if you're obsessed with Fred Savage's 1989 classic, The Wizard, anyway. Unfortunately, upon arriving at Cabazon, we found out that sometime between Fred Savage's visit and our own, the dinosaurs had been purchased by some friendly creationists. The creationists decided to repurpose the dinosaurs and use them to educate unsuspecting children about the errors of Charles Darwin and prove that Jesus had actually bunked with a velociraptor in college. Doug was his name, by the way although his frat brothers called him Juice. Long story. My second trip to L.A. was equally brief. The highlight of that trip was the trek up Mount Hollywood to visit the Griffith Observatory. No, I didn't visit because they filmed Rebel Without a Cause there. No, not because of that scene in Terminator either. I just went to pay tribute to Griffith J. Griffith's actual name, awesome contribution to science education in Los Angeles. Okay, fine, you got me. I went because they filmed Paul Abdul's Rush Rush music video there. There, are you happy? Anyway, despite my two trips to Los Angeles, I had never really spent much time in Los Angeles. Trip number three sought to rectify that. Typically, when I visit somewhere, I try to live like the natives do. When in Rome, after all. When I lived in Germany, I wore lederhosen and took everything very seriously. When I had a layover in Iceland, I ate skier and listened to Bjork. When I moved to New York, I started wearing tight jeans and thinking I was better than everyone else. You get the idea. This time, though, I decided, you know what? Fuck Rome. I'm going to live like a New Yorker in Los Angeles for a week. I'm not going to drive anywhere. I'm going to walk. And when I don't walk, I'm going to take mass transit. I'm not going to go tanning or looking for movie stars' homes. I'm going to go to the Natural History Museum and the Science Center like the highfalutin New Yorker I secretly want to become. Running contrary to my highfalutin lifestyle, I was staying on my friend's couch. She's an NYC transplant to L.A. herself, and for whatever reason, she doesn't seem to mind it there. I don't think she particularly likes it either, though. I think that's how Los Angeles became the second largest city in the United States. People got there and were like, well, this is okay, I guess. We just brought all of our stuff over. Most of the livestock are dead, and that ocean looks pretty damn big. Let's just settle down here. I'm tired. This process repeated itself four million times, and then bam, Los Angeles. Right-wingers are always talking about the liberal elite destroying the values of the real America, the Midwest, the heartland. But apart from possibly Las Vegas, I can't think of a more American place in the world than Los Angeles. It's big, it's inefficient, it's polluted, everyone is either celebrity-obsessed or a celebrity themselves, even the homeless. I think the most quintessential L.A. moment I had during my visit involved a homeless dude in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. I was walking down Vine Street on my way to Amoeba Records because I heard they had a kick-ass Laserdisc selection, and I'm a nerd, when I passed by this homeless guy sitting hunched over in the middle of the sidewalk. 
This wasn't your standard homeless guy, though, not by New York standards or even by L.A. standards. He wasn't looking for handouts. He was polishing stars. No, that's not some euphemism for shooting up heroin or snorting coke. He was literally polishing stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. I thought this was a little weird. Weirder still, after I walked past him, I started to notice that some of the stars were totally clean, while others were left totally dirty and untouched. This guy, with no home and no job, had decided his contribution to the local culture was going to be cleaning some of the stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Was he only cleaning actors he approved of? Oscar winners? Jews? Alive? Dead? I still have no idea. I took down some of the names for later analysis. Among the clean were Humphrey Bogart, Kim Novak, and Ernest Borgnine. Among the dirty, Howie Mandel, Robert Goulet, and Lassie. Elusive criteria, indeed. As ridiculous as he was, though, the homeless guy did get me thinking. Maybe like him and his nearly four million fellow Angelinos, I should just give up and embrace L.A. for what it is. After all, you don't rent a car when you visit Manhattan, so why should you get a bus pass when you visit Los Angeles? You're doing it wrong, as the kids say. So on my final day, I borrowed my friend's car and drove around Los Angeles all day. I got stuck in traffic. I listened to K-Rock. I had my parking validated. I went to Pink's and had a delicious hot dog. I went to the Grove and pretended I was rich. I saw the Hollywood sign. On the seventh day, I drove, and it was good. Jesus would be proud, and so would Juice.